This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And in today's episode, we wanted to cover a new one euro offer for homes being made in Sant'Elia Pianisi, uh, a small little comune in the center of the, well, southern central areas of the country. Uh, And so Marco, as we know, when it comes to the one euro homes, that there can be a lot of stipulations and a lot of things that you have to uh, prove or that you have to make an offer to the comune. It's not just as simple as, hey, there's this house that happens to be available for a euro. It's not like you can just go and buy it directly. So what is it that a person would need to do if they are interested in purchasing one of these one euro homes? And also, I'm going to add in another question on top of there. Are they actually one euro? So like the other projects that we have seen in the recent years, it's not really a house that has been sold for one euro. So there are several requirements uh, to participate to the bid and, and also requirements that apply after the purchase is made. And I guess we can go through these requirements in this video. So the purpose of the initiative is evidently to repopulate the town and to make it look nicer. Um, Because we're talking about houses that are not really falling apart, but the comune, the town hall, has been very uh, clear in the documents that they released pertaining to this initiative that these houses have problems they need renovation works and i would say heavy renovation works in some cases if not all cases the houses are not habitable um which doesn't mean that it's a good initiative it's a very good one the the purpose it's a very uh good one and uh, the town is very good looking i've seen pictures of course i've not been there but it's on the top of the hill it's a small Town, we're talking about 1,600 um, people, and um, and these houses, they're all located in the historical center. That's what the comune says. And I said eight houses because the sellers were required to apply for this initiative by June of last year, and only eight people came forward, so eight are the houses that are being sold. And again, the comune has been very clear that these houses, they're not habitable and they need heavy renovation works. Now, since you asked that, the price can be one euro. It will probably not be one euro. Uh, I'm saying that because there is a bid. So whoever wants to participate needs to file an application with the town hall and will be chosen. So it goes without saying that uh, whoever offers more money will be chosen. Now, there is also another uh, criteria for the town to select the winners, which is who proposes the best, say, plan to renovate these properties. So in the application that you have to submit to the town hall, you also have to indicate not only the price but that you're, that you're offering, but also the way in which you intend to renovate 
the property, how expensive the renovation works that you intend to carry out will be and how the final product will look like and of course you need to respect the guidelines given by the town in italy that's quite common when you want to build or renovate a house inside the city limits of a certain city you need to respect the guidelines in terms of colors roof and and how the house will look like which of course will need to be in a way that it, it doesn't stand out too much like you you couldn't probably and we would have to re review the guidelines given by the, by the municipality but you couldn't build a super modern house in a town that is that is, has historic value that uh, is made of old or older houses uh, and that's that's located on the top of a hill which makes sense you know italy has very clear rules about uh, what houses you can build in a certain area um, and we talked about this in other episodes. If you want to build the house that you want in a way that, uh, that, that you like, and if you want no one to be able to tell you anything about the, how you need to build your house, and there are specific areas, specific residential areas uh, in a town where basically you can build the kind of house that you, that you want. But to go back to this uh, initiative, now um, eight people um, submitted their house basically to the to the town to be to be sold and now these houses will be assigned to certain people and the requirements for these people for these new homeowners are also very specific so you need to like we said commit to certain renovation works and you need to indicate in the application form that you basically guarantee that you will start the renovation works within 12 months from when the permission to build is issued and that you will complete the works within three years. Um, it's stated that you can request an extension to the town uh, for justified reasons, but um, it's pretty clear to me that they want you to start the renovation works within one year and complete them uh, within three years. So you can just buy the property and leave it there and maybe you know renovated in a five years time frame uh, unless that's allowed um, it's requested to the commune and the commune allows that but otherwise it's a pretty clear timeline also you need to submit a security bond um, for five thousand euros uh, and that money the municipality is entitled to to cash in the event that you do not complete the renovation works within the time frame um, that we just mentioned. So require, the requirements, once again, are very uh, precise and very strict. And it's not about just buying a house for one euro and expect to be able to live in the house um, immediately after the purchase because the intent of the town is to uh, repopulate the area and make these buildings that in some cases are falling apart, uh, look nice. And so when you are kind of putting this, this, I guess, proposal together, how much detail do you have to get into? Do you have to have a plan already made or do you just have to kind of broadly, in a very abstract manner, uh, kind of give an idea of what it is that you would like to do with the property? 
from what the Comune is publishing on their website, it looks like you have to give a broad idea of the renovation works that you intend to make. Of course, it goes away without saying that you need to also try to be precise because most likely you will be selected based on the uh, renovation works that you want to make. And uh, so if you just broadly indicate your intentions, if they're not sufficiently clear, the Comune might choose somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because it's, it's, as we've spoken about before with some of these one-year houses, that they may not actually be one-year, that that's kind of the starting bid theoretically and that it could go up significantly from there. And then on top, you have all of the renovation that uh, renovation work that has to be done. And so in the end, the cost of what one of these homes may be all in could be quite expensive. And I was looking before we started uh, recording this episode and there were some homes there. It's like there was one in particular that was, I believe, uh, seven rooms, 300 square meters and 50, 60,000 euros. I mean, yeah, it, it's going to definitely need some work to be done. However, that is quite impressive, I would say. Uh, and there are other uh, apartments in that area. But uh, of course, with some of these villages, they end up being a little bit further out and further away from kind of some of the, the areas that people generally would be looking at if they're wanting to move to Italy. Uh, and another point just on top, maybe if you feel like going into, I think it could be really worthwhile talking about because it might not just be renovation that has to be done, but actually structural work because uh, you were mentioning that this village is actually on the top of a hill. And as we know, Italy can have some seismic issues that may come about. Do you, do you maybe want to go into that a little bit more th about this idea that you were telling me about before we started recording? Yeah, you and I were talking about this just a moment ago, and I said that, you know, um, from the look of it, these buildings are located on the top of a hill, and we're talking about a very, very old village, which is typical of southern Italy. So all of these houses, they're literally on the top of this hill, which means that uh, they might have structural problems. And even if you tear them apart, even if you decide to just rebuild them completely, you might have extra challenges because you're not building on a flat piece of land. You're building on an area which is most likely not flat. So that adds extra challenges to people who want to, uh, for people who want to buy this one euro uh, properties. Like I said, the, the intention of the mayor is absolutely remarkable i would say it's just not as easy as it looks like uh, and um we, we said this also in other occasions where we talked about other one euro houses projects that uh, there are challenges and uh, it might be less expensive at the end of the day to just buy a normal maybe cheap house in italy which requires some renovation works but not to this extent yeah, and then also even kind of going back to what I was saying, to be able to get it in an area that may be better connected to airports or larger cities, uh, looking at uh, Sant'Elia al Pianisi, it did look like it was very much kind of in its own unique special location on its own, <laughs> not so close to some of the larger cities. It did seem as though that you could theoretically have access within a couple of hours by car, 
but uh, there are many people who I know who want to move to Italy who still want to have the ability to get on a plane and travel around Europe or travel back to their home country. And in a place like this, you have to really be, at least in my opinion, looking for the lifestyle that comes along with that town. I mean, even for myself, it, it, I've thought about, oh, yeah, I really want to have a quieter life and this and that. But at the same time, I, I've also learned to recognize that while I do like a little bit of a quieter lifestyle, I also like to have access to certain things. So for somebody like me, I might say that it might not be the most appropriate place for, for what I would want out of life. So in the end also, it's not just about location, but of course, how much work you're going to have to do. Many people will come to Italy with the idea in mind that they will want to do some renovation and just any property that they would buy, they would want to make it their home. And it is, in my opinion, and I think I can speak on your behalf as well, really worthwhile looking at other places in the country that do have better access and that may offer more in regards to some of these aspects of day-to-day -day life. Not that, and I'm not wanting to say anything like that, oh, it's so bad or so this or so that in this area, because I've personally never been there. I don't know exactly what it would be like, but I can say based on certain factors, I know that for me, it wouldn't be the best choice. Um, and really looking at maybe other areas that are just a little bit outside of a major city, you might even be able to find prices like these uh, that you would be for the total cost all in. Even in Rovigo, uh, we, we've talked about how sometimes there the, the cost of apartments has been comparable to what you might go in for all in on another apartment in another part of the country. But even if you look outside of Bologna, um, Milano, anywhere really, you do have access to relatively well-priced properties. It's just about really looking and taking the time for that. But of course, Marco, I think this is going to be a great place to end off this episode. So of course, if anybody's needing assistance to get a piece of property in Italy, if they're wanting to buy their dream home, their dream apartment, whatever it may be, how can they get in contact with you and your team? Yeah, and of course, we can assist um, people in purchasing any type of property in Italy, including one euro houses, but um, we can assist with the purchase of any residential or commercial properties in Italy. And people can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. Of course, absolutely fantastic. And if you're interested in more content like this about purchasing Italian property, where to buy Italian property, or even renting in Italy and everything else that comes along with it, be sure that you're subscribed to the Italian Real Estate Podcast, both here on YouTube as well as the audio-only podcast. But of course, if you are subscribed on YouTube, that means you're automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, where we talk a lot about the practical aspects of being able to reside in Italy, because as we've mentioned before in other episodes, that owning property in Italy doesn't guarantee your ability to stay in Italy. That's a very important factor, I think, that is also worth briefly mentioning right here at the end of the episode. And then also, if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as a dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can find the audio-only podcast through the title, Not Your Average Globetrotter on Google. Of course, Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much for joining us and making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.